handle the truth. Jim Price, the Jim Price Show Daily Update. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It is, I don't know, we'll just make up a date. February 12th, it's a Monday, 2024. Or, well, if I wait, if I raise 266 years, I guess that would be, yeah, I don't know. I, is it 266, 233? Is it 1,000? Does it really matter at this point? Again, uh, we have a real dichotomy in front of us that we know that there's a lot of manipulation going on. Well, as a lot of you know, that we had a uh, sporting event that was uh, part of the social norm globally across every continent across this world to go ahead and watch the uh, Super Bowl. And uh, there was parts of it I watched. There was parts of it I didn't watch. There was parts of it I didn't really care, and I thought it was really kind of lackluster. Um, if you want to think of it as a scripted game, then that's also very much in play, and I don't think that that is too much to ask or think or be a part of. I think that that is actually kind of what they do. Um, but this is uh, this is a whole thing with our society now that we realize that we have been played and duped, and so now we're trying to figure out which way is up. Now, if I go through and I say, okay, I know that, uh, the NFL is scripted, okay? Well, which part is scripted? Because it, like anything, we have we have a situation where even those people that are a part of it, hey, Edward, good to see you. Thank you so much for being here. Says, hola, James, Motivation Monday. Ah, let's get our pump on, right? Uh, anyway, or whatever you crazy kids say. Um, so this is the thing for us. We have this continuing problem of when I want to say, okay, listen, guys, we have uh, we have the Super Bowl. We know the Super Bowl is the largest charity organization on earth, but then we also know that they also classify themselves as an entertainment company. So I guess I would have to ask then what are they and what are they really doing? If they are an entertainment company, then we need to treat them as such like the WWE and so many other things that we seem to think are scripted, as well as we've seen things in NASCAR. We've seen things that just don't make a lot of sense. And the reason I can I can kind of put this out here as a thing is because there is $23 billion on the line. Now, that's a round number, what they estimated to be what was going to be going on uh, at the Super Bowl betting pools, that it would be $23 billion. Now, you got to think about $23 billion. Well, you're like, oh, $23 billion, Jim. We spent we spent $9 trillion last year. What's $23 billion, you know? Like, well, the problem is that that's one, that's one moment in time. That's not horse betting, baseball, hockey, downhill skiing, uh, anything you could think of would be bet on is, is bet on in Vegas. But for a one-day dump to say that it's that important that they get it right on that one time, uh, it's kind of a big deal. I mean, you got to think of this in a whole different level that you can't just go out and say, hey, you know, uh, you know it's just a Super Bowl, just kind of it's a one-off. 
Well, if you got $23 billion being bet of private money, and that's what they're willing, they were estimating. I'm having, we haven't got the final numbers yet. Uh, another trans tried shooting up a church, and the shooters are all trans. Well, again, you have to be able to manipulate the weak-minded, and the weak-minded tend to be those who did not have discernment in their life, Carrie Heiserman. And I will tell you, thank you for that comment. I will tell you the sad, sad part of it is, is that we have too many people who didn't have fathers to tell them to get their booger hook out of their nose and quit digging in their butt. That's the problem with society today. That is a absolute hands down, uh, statistically, all the other stuff. We know that this is factual and this is how it all works. And to say it doesn't work that way, well, you're just lying to yourself and it needs to stop, right? So, again, that's how it works here. But anyway, going back to, we can look up here, look through the statistics here, just so we all kind of get uh, how, how. How much money was bet on the Super Super Bowl? All right, let's see here real quick. We'll go down through here. 2025 Super Bowl odds reveal that Las Vegas odds think that the Chicago Bears next season will win. Wow, that's already a thing. <laughs> they were, they're already betting. They already have the line to bet for next year on the Super Bowl. So you can bet who's going to win the Super Bowl next year. You already their odds are already in there. Uh, that's kind of kind of creepy and scary all at the same time. Uh, let's see here, Washington Post. Let's see how much betting. So they're still saying the one that I've seen here is twenty three billion dollars on the line for Super Bowl fifty eight, according to recent survey. Mm, oh, a record 67 million adults. Let's see. Uh, let's see what we can find out here. Let's see what the little statistics say here. Las Vegas uh, sports gambling industry is prepared uh, to preparing for a record-breaking uh, inflow of money as Americans bet on Sunday. A record 67 million American adults were expected to bet a combined 23 billion on the matchup between Kansas City and San Francisco 49ers, uh, the American Gaming Association said this week, so far the highest wager, Las Vegas, is $1 million towards the San Francisco 49ers beating the Kansas City Chiefs, according to Caesars book, Sportsbook uh, Assistant Director and, uh, of Trading. And then let's see here. Oh, of Trading. Wait. Wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me point out something here. Let's, again, I love these terms that come up, and these are the things that we're, we should really ask ourselves some specific questions here. He says, this is according to the Caesars Sportsbook Assistant Director of Trading. I thought you were betting. So are these stock trades? Are these actually like blockchain trades? I thought we were betting. Anyway. Uh, they're very passionate about their teams, the Bay Area fans, and they came over and they use their passion at the betting windows, Poland said, which we know, you know, it's uh, it was all predetermined, right? So this is what the rumor has. We might get more people that maybe want to bet and get to throw a bet down just because everyone knows it's here. So, yeah, uh, records will be set. The number of Americans, this is a quote from that individual, so that was his broken language. Pattern. Uh, the number of Americans, uh, adults planning to bet on the NFL title game is up 35% from a survey conducted last year. And uh, the estimated value of wagers went up from $16 billion to $23 billion. Again, that seems like a lot. Or it doesn't seem like a lot because we're so used to using the word trillion in our government that $23 billion 
you know, what is that really? So, um, let's see if I can get a uh, better number in here. So, um, all right, let's see here. Da, 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 da. Um, What I was trying to do was I was wanting to see what state budgets really run uh, across the board here. But, of course, governments can't just bother to just put out a stupid number. It always has to be hidden behind layers of just constant over and over again. Uh, just the, you know, the proposals of and the, 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 uh, the 2025 budget. Let's see. Let's see here. Let's see what we got for... Again, I can't believe I can't just find how much a total budget is. <laughs> wow. This is this is breathtaking. I didn't know it was this hard just to find out exactly what the state budget is. God dang, man. Guys, can't we just be transparent? I mean, this is like this I should be able to find the state budget without having to go through subsets of all kinds of stuff. I mean, why Why is it a thing? Uh, why is this? Uh, <laughs> what? I don't understand it. This is why they, this is why you feel like you can't get around it. You can't figure out what your states are really doing. And all I was trying to do was just get the total budget. Uh, let's see if we can read part of this. I don't. I don't even want to. It's that ridiculous. I was just trying to see it with twenty-three billion dollars. If it re how what the correlation between uh, the Kansas budget and what the total betting was. Rebecca Wells, good to see you. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, I planned. Uh, I've been trying to find what my township budget is. No luck. Well, yeah, because you know that doesn't. Uh, we, we, you might get like mad or something. You find out we're just screwing you around on our budget. Ken, good to see you. Thank you so much for being here. I'm a broker of premium seats for concerts and and used to uh, sport event tickets till the NFL changed the small print on tickets to entertainment event and added all the events are copyrighted. Really now? Wow, that's a good... Thank you for that, Edward. That's a good insider uh, quote on that. Thank you for having that. Ken says, I've, I've got a quote uh, for Travis, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Pfizer Kelsey. Oh, I know. Is it blatant deceit, Jim? Well, Edward, I would believe that if you continue to see the same pattern over and over again, uh, I do believe that is blatant. I do believe we have ourselves a identity crisis within our own system here that we can't just bother to find out that the budget is... Uh, even going to the Kansas state budget, which I was just trying to be, I was just, you know, hey, Kansas, I'm led live here, so I thought it'd be easy to go across and fine. But it really isn't. So um, this is just, oh, so, uh, no, I was, I thought maybe this was going to give me the total budget here for 2022, but mm, let's see. $37 million to modernize a state unemployment system that we lost $1.5 billion in. Yeah, don't worry about that, guys. That's that's good stuff. So uh, let's see. Oh, uh, Kansas recorded more than $2.5 billion in new investments from businesses like Urban Outfitters, Amazon, and Great Plains Manufacturing. Can't just, just tell me. 
Can't just tell me what the whole thing is, man. You know, um, just just say it, just say say it, man. Just say it, just say it. Uh, just <laughs> can't can't do it. Why is this a thing? Oh, we got a pretty PowerPoint though. Oh, that's a thing. Uh, can't find it in the top sheet. Laura Kelly has a third grade signature. I'm just saying. Uh, that's uh, let's see here. Overview. Oh, could we get the overview page? Well, that you think that'll work, guys? Directors of staff. Lots of people getting lots of money to do lots lots of things. Mm-hmm. Again, guys, I have no idea how much my state budget is. I'm sure there's somebody out there that can look right at a certain spot and just know, beging. they know exactly where it's at. Even in the summary, I can't find it in the summary. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, one f- funding, Jesse, also leaving an ending general balance of $1.4 billion plus an additional $1.7 billion in budget stabilization fund. Didn't know those were a thing. Oh, wait, wait, we got a big pie chart here. Uh, where state dollars come from? How about where? Do, how much are you spending and where do they go? What is that? Oh, wait, here we go. Okay. Uh, let's see. Ending balance, percentage of experts. What? What? All right, guys, you know, government, they're here to help us. Obviously, we should believe everything they have to say because they are so forthright and coming of age here. Uh, Jill, good to see you. Thank you so much. Good afternoon from Arizona. Jill Henderson, thank you so much for being here. Carrie Heiserman, Kelly, uh, Laura Kelly has a third grade haircut. Um, you know, uh, that is absolutely true, Carrie. I can't hide that from you. It's, uh, that is a fact of life, and we should all understand that. All right, well, getting back to uh, – anyway, so the, let's go back to the, the Satan worshiper, Satan bowl uh, by the way, if anybody continues to use Masonic as the reason that the world is failing, guys, you haven't been to a Masonic meeting. I have been to the biggest meetings. I have been to visited lodges. I've been to all across these places. The checkerboard floors and the the different all the different stuff out there, guys, quit using Masonry as the easy backstop for everything you think is a conspiracy. The sad part of it is, is they're not the ones you're paying attention to. If you can find the easy, if you can go and put in, put Masonic Halls for Sale in your Google search or DuckDuckGo or whatever it is, Brave, whatever search you use, go in there and say, look at Masonic uh, Halls for Sale. And then you tell me how that industry, that cool kids club fraternity of guys is actually destroying the world or controlling it. Um, The Masonic Halls that I know of here in Wichita are shutting down exponentially. Uh, the Shriners have shut down their main hall and sold it off because they could not maintain their own building. They have enough money. Uh, the Scottish Rite building sold for $200,000. It was insured for $5 million. And uh, that was just contents. That was not the rebuilding of the structure because no one would insure a building of that age because there's no way to rebuild it because we don't have the technology to rebuild a building that we found. And by the way, we did find it. There's, it's a mud flood building. I do believe that from the heart. And uh, Edward says, hi from Tucson. So good to see you there, Edward. Thank you so much for being here. Um, so anyway, guys, so we can call it the Satan Bowl. We can do whatever and the horns down and the upside down cross on the 
the uh, Annie Wig chick that was there. I guess her name is Vanilla Ice or something. I don't know. I don't really give two craps. But anyway, I guess she's some type of artist that was there with Taylor Swift in one of the owner booths, and she was doing some goat head stuff. And by the way, guys, if you really get into Satan worship and all that stuff, they're a lot more blatant and outright about what they're doing. I wish that we could actually have these honest conversations uh, about the word Satan. By the way, the word Satan itself is actually not referring to an individual. It's actually referring to the enemy within. It's referring to how we we have something that is that is the angel and devil, uh, you know, on our shoulders. I mean, I don't, I'm trying to use metaphors to explain this in a way that doesn't make everybody mad all at the same time. But to say that the Super Bowl is full of demonic and different things like that, well, the heart of a man is exceedingly wicked, and who shall know it? So let's use the Bible as a reference. We're going to say that we're going to use Christianity. We're going to use uh, what we know in front of us. And, guys, I've, I, I know a lot of this stuff. I'm not perfect about it. But I will tell you that the problem is, is that we know inside of us that we have that evil, and we know that this is what we talk about. Excuse me, I had a sneeze. We talk about here on the show is that inside the heart, the selfishness inside of us is the root cause of all evil. It's when we start looking inward and we have to think about me, 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 me. Well, I mean, that's where this comes from. And I'm not trying to discount what sin is, and I'm not trying to discount what the Bible does. I'm not trying to discount what the church does. What I'm trying to do is get down to the basics of what we see and understand. Hey, Debbie Muniz, thank you so much for being here. Wow, it's been a, you guys got bumper to bumper with everybody on today. Thank you so much, guys, for being here. And I will tell you that it's important that you guys like, share, and comment, and do all that good stuff as much as possible there. Oh, my goodness. What is this Robert got in here? Um, Robert, he put in a he put in a whole thing. I don't know. Robert, am I supposed to read all this, or do you want me to paraphrase it? Uh, I do think that what you're writing in here is actually something that is uh, pretty accurate. Uh, Black Jester over on Twitch. Good to see you there. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. So, um, let's see here. Robert, I'm going to read Robert's statement here. Robert says, uh, Satan is a wimp. Uh, know, uh, know who you are worshiping. Um, his, hey, uh, astrological, uh, I'm not sure how to say that word, numerologist and tarot card readers, David Reed of the Boston Bruins, born May 15th, 1964, is Satan. Um, a Robert Linden, uh, Linbald, born August 26, 1962. I am Jesus Christ. During the Halloween, people dress as during Halloween people dress as Satan, who is reality as David Reed at the of uh, the Boston Bruins. Okay, all right. So I don't know about the Boston Bruins part here. Uh, I'm have to read this. This is a big piece here. You got a lot of great references, so thank you for that. Um, I'll have to go back and look at this, uh, Robert. Thank you for that. Uh, and I'll have to, like I said, I'll have to go through and, and uh, figure that all out. So uh, Jill says, hi, Edward. I'm in Tucson, too, or also. So thank you for you guys checking in on each other. But I do appreciate that, Robert. Uh, thank you for that. And I will go back and I will reference that. So thank you for that. And uh, I don't know. I don't have anything. I'm going to have to go back and check a little bit. But I do think here's the sad part of this. We have been, and this was one. Okay, let me get, let me tie this big bow for on the on this whole thing. So we got the whole thing to say, um, 
oh, it's Satan's bowl. Oh, we got the devil's horns. I mean, isn't that what, isn't this what Texas University does? They got the go the horns, and then they got the down, if you're OU or, you know, down with the, the horns. And then you've got the idea that, well, the problem is, is this is I love you, so it's I love you, or and it's supposed to be, that's a sign, it's a sign language for I love you, because it actually has the I love you part of it. So, uh, but this is I love you, but then this is the Texas Longhorns, but then this is Satan, but if I put my fingers here, is it Satan with the goat horns? Because the problem is, is that we know that the bifurcated tail, which the pointy little tail and the hooved horns feet, or the hood feet and the horns on the red head body, that's not Satan. That's a, that's a Santa Claus. That's a Santa Claus, a, a, you know, the, but remember, we also know that Santa Claus is, is goes back to Santa Claus, which is actually an evil uh, mythology uh, character that goes around and steals children. But anyway, I digress. What I'm trying to point out to you, let me get to this before I just ruin everybody's Monday here on what Jim Price's analogy or understanding of this, the devil's bowl, the Satan bowl of things, is that as I look at these different things going on, there are, we've got the worshipers, the, oh, we're calling it, it's a Masonic bowl, which you guys, by the way, listen, I gave a lot of money to the Masonic Halls just to be able to try to do fundraisers to keep the lights on, <laughs> and I mean literally keep the lights on, and have done a lot of things with these different organizations. So let's, again, let's find our enemy who's out in front of us and not the one that isn't, right? So what I'm trying to point out here is if you can see that the Annie wig lady, the black lady with the Annie wig on and doing this with the upside-down cross, and guys, if you're wanting metaphors... That's a little too easy. And what I'm trying to point out here is as much as there is sacrifice and there's all kinds of reasons for us to to not want to participate in what the society around us is doing, there are counters to the counters to the counters to the counter narratives. And trying to get all of this straight from the where speech suppression and, and speech you know, yeah, just speech suppression. This is absolute speech suppression. It starts at the church. They they do thought suppression there. If you have certain thoughts, and I'm not trying to, I'm again, I'm not fighting you about the Bible. I'm not fighting you about Christianity. I'm not fighting any of that. But I'm pointing out the fact that if you have certain conversations, um, if you have certain conversations in your own head, those are sins. If you have certain thoughts, those are sins. If you have all these things, your thoughts are sins. Your verbs, your the words coming out of your mouth, not the verbs, but the words coming out of your mouth, those are sins. These are all sins, constant sins. So if you're having that much speech suppression and thought suppression within the church, I have to ask you, how is that freedom and liberty? How is that, again, I'm not using freedom and liberty to try to discount Christianity or anything else, but what I'm pointing out is that nowhere in the Bible does it say put yourself in servitude to the church or to your government. And then we also know that those things can be modified, and we know that the King James Version has been modified. Even since the version that King James put out has been modified. So again, we have to be careful that when we start putting things on the Super Bowl or Easter or because we know it's Easter and the, you know, the celestial things and all these other stuff, we know that, right? We know these things to be true. 
Well, my problem with it is, is that if I know that we have all these blends and different things and, oh, this pisses that person off and that's not right and this is wrong and you're wrong and this is right, guys, this is the counter narrative to the counter narrative to the counter narrative to the counter narrative. We are so far away from what is reality because literally we have the NSA, okay, the CIA, the FBI, the there are so many government organizations that are putting out their own narrative of what is to distract you with that all of their stuff is distracting in its own way. And they're coming at it in different directions. So that's why everybody likes to jump on Masons. Oh, Masons are the problem for the world. They're the reason that the world doesn't turn on its axis in the right way. Okay, well, that's cool. Show me. Because I've actually taught those lessons. I've actually performed all of those things and shown these things. And I, guys, you could go to a Scottish Rite in, in down in um, Oklahoma here, and twice a year they do all 32 degrees. There's no such thing as a 33rd degree Mason. It's an honorary Mason's, it's an honorary degree for old men so they don't have to pay dues after they're retired. That's all it is. The 33rd is only a, an honorary degree. It's not a real degree. The 32 le- uh, degrees, you can go down to Guthrie, Oklahoma, Guthrie, Oklahoma, look up the Scottish Rite Center, Guthrie, Oklahoma. You can look at twice a year. You can walk in, video, pictures, writing down, asking questions, and it doesn't matter. They will tell you every single thing. And by the way, if you go to a Scottish Rite, 32 degrees, if you go through all 32 degrees, you'll be more patriotic and more bound to your country and feel more special about how great your country can be that you'd be like, why, why aren't everybody taught this? So it's not about Satan worship. It's not about all these things. It's actually about giving up yourself and go, you know, being a servant. What does that sound familiar? Christianity? All the other ones out there? Anyway, uh, Taylor Swift is uh, related to uh, Anon Levy. Uh, she's Vienna Levy's daughter. Well, I've seen the pictures on all that stuff, and that stuff is actually very fascinating to see. I really have been uh, mesmerized by that. But what I'm trying to point out is we can all pick up on little things that we know we can see and understand. But here's the problem. How do we know how much of it is real? If I have literally, if I have literally dozens, dozens of federal agencies all giving a counter-narrative in their own way, from their own department, from their own department heads, and they're doing it in their own way, just like 9-11, or not 9-11, well, that's one thing too, but just like January 6th, how many people in January 6th know that there was over a 1,000 federal agents on the payroll? Now we know that to be true, and we know that there were probably another 1,000 paid informants, including Antifa and Black Lives Matter type members across the board. I'm a, this is my hydrogen water. I haven't, uh, sorry, I was brewing it. I call it cooking my water. This is my hydrogen water I had. Um, But we know that there were NSA, Homeland Security, Border Patrol. Why? Why was there the natural, why do we have all these different agencies that are to do with what we consider to be Border Patrol, things of, uh, of international effect? Why were they having participants in the January 6th? Because they had their own narrative for January 6th. They weren't working together with each other. 
They were there on a directive from each one of their directors to go in there and create the chaos, and it was in their own brand. It was in their own way. That's why there's no one person going in, all right, listen, I was the one who directed the thousands of people to go in there and disrupt and cause all this chaos. Because it's all the individual directors and managers and all the individuals inside of these different bureaucracies that have created this. So let me go back to the Super Bowl and the back to the idea that this was a Satan worship center, which, again, I saw most of it, and I was very disillusioned. I didn't think it was that great. I think most of it is a narrative. I think most of it is stuff that we really should be asking questions about because we don't have all the answers. And until we actually start getting really, really transparent with our government, which, again, you guys aren't holding them accountable, you guys are not going out there and saying no more, no more, Satan. Not today, Satan, right? And isn't that the word we use? and not that the, the phrase we use? The, this is what we do? So why don't we go in and say that in reality in our head but also put it into action, going out and calling these bad behaviors out and making sure that these people are doing what they're supposed to do? I can't have that conversation because that hurts. That means that we as a collective, we as the people, have not held these people accountable. So what I'm pointing out here is that, yes, we had the Satan's Bowl last night. And we have all this stuff going on in front of us, right? Oh, it's Satan Bowl. Oh, it's the, it's the Masons. It's the Masonic Bowl. Well, guys, in all the years that I, that I know that these things go on, there's no Masonic anything going on in there. Trust me, Roger Goodell, he don't give two craps except for making money. And that's all that boy's about. He doesn't make the, the tens of millions of dollars a year that he makes and has three private jets at his beck and call 24 hours a day, and to go anywhere he wants to. Uh, let's see, how much does Roger Goodell... Oh, wow. Oh, I messed all that up. Does Roger... Oh, I'm sorry about that. Goodell make... All right, Roger Goodell... Oh, Wow. Uh, let's see. Roger reportedly makes $63.9 million per year, and that was in 2021. Uh, let's see. It says that his total pay for the two years is at $128 million. So, yeah, he's making just under $70 million a year. This guy is the chairman and the CEO of the NFL. So when we look at, when I'm talking about like the betting lines, when I'm talking about all these different things that are out there that we can see all this stuff going on, you think that they're going to leave a lot of this to chance? When you got $23 billion worth of private money coming into Vegas, you think they're going to leave this to chance? You know, uh, who, who were the guys that, I guess, uh, uh, David Pointnoy, who does the uh, Barstool Sports and also does the pizza reviews and all that, he put he won five hundred thousand dollars to said that it would go to overtime. He bet on Michigan game and he bet on the Chiefs that there would be overtime and he made five hundred thousand dollars five hundred did I say five hundred million five hundred thousand dollars on last night when they went to overtime and that was the first thing I asked how many people bet for it to go to overtime and those people were making they goes all those I mean who thinks about that bet right but there was bets for who scored first heads or tails all that stuff. 
what I'm pointing out to you guys is that the lines that are made on these and the payouts, those people are working down to the, the, the five and ten digits of zeros behind the decimal point because they're there into that much precision on every single bet, on every single line, on every single game, on every single point scored. They study the players, the coaches. They know all this stuff. And you think they're going to just leave some of this to happenstance? Now, guys, like I said, I don't know if 100% of the NFL actually knows every single thing that's going to happen for every game. But I guarantee you, just like we've all heard, that there are certain players involved in certain things who will come up short on a on a three-pointer to win the game for the Lakers. They'll be the guy who doesn't complete the pass on the third quarter that then could have put them ahead by seven. The guy who doesn't, you know, the hockey player who doesn't make the shot or commits a foul and causes the, you know, the puck to exchange hands. Again, this is where we commits a penalty, not a foul, sorry, in hockey. So, the, again, this is where we, we can have – I can see all these little touches, and it's very easy. But then the distraction of Taylor Swift and flying from Japan to L.A. and then flying from L.A. into Vegas, and, oh, it's such a big deal whether she'll make it. She had 24 hours to make it. She got back on Saturday. I don't know what the big hubbub was. But we're all so worried about Taylor Swift and where her butt is at. Who cares where Taylor Swift's butt's at? Who cares if she makes it to the game within 10 minutes before the coin flip or she makes it there the day before? You know, the problem of it is, is that we worry about all these shiny objects and things, but what else has been going on last week? We heard that Joe Biden is too inept and too elderly to go to court, to be held up, to be held with charges, but yet he can run this country. We're just going to skip right past that, right? Because we're worried about the satanic Super Bowl. I get it. We also, you want to go down that line, you know that the Hunt family is actually considered to be one of the families, the bloodlines? I don't know, guys. I mean, how do you have a family that can go out and create all the things that they've done? I don't know. It's smart business. Or have they been given the touch? Have they had the pat on the shoulder? Have they been getting the little pooch on the butt to get, you know, get them what they needed? And I'm asking a lot of these questions because I want you guys to think about those questions and I want you to answer them in your own head. Bring back good information to the show. Let's talk about this stuff. A few bad apples is all that's needed. Well, all you got to do is tell Ke- uh, Patrick Mahomes, the most, hi- the highest paid player, by the way. Guys, if you really get down the numbers of Bra- um, uh, Patrick Mahomes' numbers, he is getting paid like a champ, and none of it has to do with what you see. By the way, State Farm and all that. By the way, I will tell you, the only one I've seen that's advertising for Pfizer is Kelsey. Kelsey is the only one that was out there pushing Pfizer products. Again, he sold himself out, but so did Taylor. Taylor's a big Pfizer supporter. But by the way, again, here we are. Pfizer had a big commercial last night talking about how they're the leading edge and they showed all these women scientists and the women scientists are helping them break into these new technologies and being able to heal people and beat cancer. Cancer no more. Cancer sucks. You know, that whole thing. Hashtag, you know, beat cancer. What I'm pointing out is I'm giving you all these examples of all these things right in your face. We know that George Soros owned all of the rights to all of Taylor Swift's songs, and she bought it for $650 million. That was written what was initially reported. That number may be different now. But again, we know that the CIA and the NSA and other, other FBI and other three-layer agencies are going in and creating the Mandela effect, which is just a government psyop, to see if you're going to notice that the water is boiling around you. Ken uh, Reasoning says uh, Mahomes makes $55,000 per pass. There you go. 
I mean, there was a guy, what was it, right there before the end of the year, he got his last sack so he could get the million-dollar bonus on his contract. Aren't these entertainment goals? Aren't these things that does well cause a guy to perform in a certain way? But are those sacks allowed? Were those those people were allowed to get those things? I mean, we've all seen uh, we've all seen the different football movies that they had, right? Any given Sunday, we've seen that. We've seen how contracts work. We've seen the backside, but then we're all mystified by how football really works. And I will be a, as a person who has been interviewed and has done done a lot of speaking. Just to look over my shoulder here. The, the, all the different things that we have, I guess I could bring out, I mean, we want to bring out the speaker ones, right? We want to make sure that we're getting those, you know, we've got press pass here, media, speaker here. I mean, anyway, right? But there are things that I feel like I can't always say and I can't always do because a lot of times it will hurt the audience feelings that I'm there. So I have to know my audience. But if I know that I'm getting paid tens of millions or hundreds of millions of dollars a year, to be the coach or be the quarterback or be the kicker or be the whatever it is for whatever sports agency, don't you think that I'm going to want to make sure to do the things so I can get my check from them? But who pays the NFL's players' salary? The NFL pays the players directly. The check comes from the NFL. It does not come from the teams. The teams negotiate the contracts, but all the contract negotiations under the salary cap, which is basically saying, okay, everybody gets the same $200 million a year for salary, keeping it fair. No, it's just a budget. It's a budget. And they have ways to work around those budgets. They've got all kinds of special caveats. Don't think they're not getting the houses and the cars and the little this and that on the backside. But the check that directly comes from the NFL on every Sunday, by the way, they get their deposit on Sundays at the game. They don't get it over 12 months throughout the year. They get it for the days they perform. Just like the playoff, the wild card game is a paycheck. Just like the playoff game is a paycheck. Then the 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 league and the oh, and then the and then the Super Bowl, everybody gets a paycheck. Hi, Daisy, what have you been doing? Everybody gets a paycheck. You get bonus checks every you're the the guy who has never played the entire year, but you're on the roster, you get the same check as the quarterback or the highest paid guy on your team. When you go into those things, so again, guys, do you see where all this money pays a, pays a big part in this, plays a big part in this? We have to be looking at this whole thing different and not get caught up on the shiny object of things. That's a real problem for us. We get so caught up in all the counter narratives that we're just like, again, if you were getting paid $55 million a year, you were getting paid $100 million a year, and they said, hey, by the way, you're going to need to lose to the Bills this Sunday. All right. Does it really bother you? I mean, if you lose to the Bills this Sunday, does it, me- does it mess with your playoff implications? Not really. See, again, this is where all this makes a lot more sense when you slow it down. But we all want to get caught up, and it's Satan, and it's this, and it's Lucifer, and it's blah, 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 And we get all caught up in all this. And the sad part of it is, is we're not even trying to talk to each other. We're not trying to help each other. We're not trying to reach out to each other. We're not even trying to be part of a church community. We're not trying to be a part of any community. We're just sitting back and being keyboard warriors, but we got to get in the game, guys. Uh, Ken says, the Dallas Cowboy coach has a daughter who's a producer, director in Hollywood. Tell me the NFL isn't a scripted entertainment show. Well, guys, if you want to keep everybody to the end of the Super Bowl and keep everybody from clicking off the the, uh, things, don't you want to put it into an overtime tie? 
Don't you want to see whether Purdy, who was the least paid quarterback in the NFL this year? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Purdy was the least paid. He had the league minimum as a quarterback because he was the fourth backup on the San Francisco Raleigh, uh, uh, roster. So he was just a – he's getting, what, 250000 a year or $400,000 a year? It's not much against the most expensive quarterback in the in the league. So don't you see the drama? Man, that's a great little play there. That's a little good little – Good little catch. Ooh, boy, Purdy, who was uh, picked 700th in the in the in the uh, in the draft, and oh, he made the league minimum, and oh, his story comes out of nowhere, and oh, he's up going up against Mahomes. Guys, I don't know if you looked at what was happening, but I think Mahomes was pressing the break the whole game, and I do believe that that when they wanted to go down and score and prove a point, they could. But again, what was the narrative? What who got to them and who did what to them? When the kid from Buffalo died on the field last year, I'm sure they paid that mom to stay quiet when he died. Oh, absolutely. This is no this is George Floyd. Guys, George Floyd's family got paid $25 million. He had five funerals in four states and four different caskets. You think that George Floyd's family paid for all that? You know what's you know how expensive it is to fly a dead body around? Dead bodies aren't cheap, and that's why I don't believe for one minute that he was actually dead. And I don't believe he was in the casket ever. Because remember, they never really showed an open casket. They just kept showing his casket over and over again. <laughs> Edward says, well, at least wrestling's honest about their fakery, real athletes, real script. Oh, yeah. Uh, Purdy was the very last draft pick. Oh, that's right. Uh, the pick uh, is called Mr. Irrelevant. Oh, there you go, Ken. Thank you for that. That's right. Yeah, it was just Mr. Irrelevant's up against Mr. Superstar, you know, Got uh, State Farm commercials. He's got all kinds of different commercials he's a part of out there. So, you know, congratulations to him. He's making the money, making the zeros. Take, you know, make hay when you can while the sun shines. I get it. And there's a lot of these things that we have to think about that there's a big counter narrative to all this. Why is it okay for us to sit here and wring our hands about the satanic bowl when in reality, what did you really have on the game? What did you have on the game? I'm from Kansas. If I want to say I'm a sports fan, I was a sports fan for the Chiefs since the mid-'80s, or probably early-'80s. And uh, before that, I was in Phoenix. I think I was a New York Giants fan for a while because Phoenix didn't have a team, and yeah, I don't know, just, I don't know. I think it was one year that they I was watching, and they won the Super Bowl, and I liked them. I don't know what that meant. But, again, I was a Chiefs fan through all the Schottenheimer years, of the one and duns and all the, you know, we had uh, Ed, um, oh, what was his name? Edwards. He he came in. It was supposed to be the next, he was going to be great because he's a black coach and he's going to reform the team. It's going to be so amazing. Two years, boom, he's out. Um, then we we just went through different coaches and then we got, we got uh, what we have now with Andy. Guys, I mean, if I was a sports guy, I would be thankful that finally my team's doing something after 35 years, 40 years. But again, does it really matter to me? Does it make me better? Does it make me stronger? Does it make me wiser? Is it entertainment? I'll go with that. Is it something to talk about so we can have other conversations? Let's do that as well. See, there's good in everything. You can find a way to actually turn that into something. Um, this is so much different for us than we actually realize. If we want to look at this whole thing differently... We could sit back and say, oh, it was Satan and it's the uh, Masonic Bull. And oh, look right there, devil horns, upside down cross. 
Guys, do you know that the cross that we symbolize today is actually not the cross that they use during the times that they say they crucified Christ? We need to go back and kind of look at the origins of the cross that we use nowadays. And the fact that the cross we use nowadays is actually was more of an X and not a cross. And the problem is, is that we look at the cross and we say, well, we say the cross is this big T-looking thing, when in reality it wasn't. If you want to go back to how the Romans really did it, they hung them upside down on the cross. See, there's a whole, there's all kinds of other things you want to get down on the real brass tacks of how Romans executed people and why they executed them. So again, let's be careful that we can't, as we get hung up on the word cross and we say, well, it's a religious symbol, but at the same time, let's go back and look at the annals of history and where crosses actually came from. No different than the swastika. The swastika was actually a religious symbol that was globally used by like hundreds of different religions and tribes and all these other things. But because a division, a division, a small group of about a thousand men in the German military used the swastika as their division, it's like the Confederate flag is not the Confederate flag. The stars and bars was a regiment flag. But we use that as the Dixie sign. Oh, that's the Confederate flag. Look up the Confederate flag and tell me it's the stars and bars. See, again, we get all caught up in the wives' tales of things. That's where we have to be different. We have to be discerning, and we have to pause when we sit there and go, well, I know the answer, man. That swastika is a horrible thing. Well, depending on which way you face the swastika, it has actually two different meanings, and all of it has to do with spiritual ritualism or a, a group of people identifying with a marker. And because one of the groups inside of the German army, which, again, the German army, were not all Nazis. But we can't have that conversation. We can't be honest with ourselves and say, hey, you know, huh? So, let's see, uh, Debbie uh, Muniz has a good one here. Georgia College quarterback said he wanted $7 million or he would, uh, would enter the, the portal. Next thing you know, he, the kid is driving a new Lamborghini. Uh, if I was a lineman, I wouldn't block for these guys. Sports isn't special and, and crisp like it uh, used to be. Oh, it isn't like it used to be. John Unitas had to sell insurance in the offseason in, uh, uh, in the old days. There's too much money involved now. Absolutely. Karen Garrison, haven't seen you in forever. It's good to see you. Thank you so much for being here, Karen. Well, I think what I'm getting out of that, Debbie, is that you're you're talking about the fact that this whole thing has become money-oriented. Well, we know that money is the root of all evil, right? Can we not say that? So we cannot say that wouldn't if there's $23 billion being bet on the Super Bowl alone for the Vegas Lions, wouldn't you want to say that there's a lot more on the line for the Super Bowl itself? And by the way, they were having a huge... Scarlett, good to see you. Thank you so much for being here. Good to see you. Uh, Scarlett's down in Florida. And Karen's up north of Salina. Good to see you guys. Salina, Kansas. But if we look at all of these things and we say, what what's going on here? Well, Roger Goodell's making $60 million a year. You don't think he's trying to protect his income? You know, you don't think his board of directors is going to have something to say? You don't think the owners are going to have a problem with him if they start seeing revenues dive off? Why do you think they're expanding in Europe and South America and even in the Middle East? 
Yes, the Middle East, it's coming, guys. Mark my word. Live or live or what do you want to call it, L-I-V, uh, golf is now taking over the PGA and the, because they're going in and sponsoring and doing huge money takes on live or live golf, this is going to be changing things. Now, I did watch the uh, the Waste Management Phoenix Open, and uh, I did watch parts of that. Come on. And I was very inter- – Cinder, come on. Come on. You okay? Come here. It's just the flies. Come here. There you go. The fly swatter is over there. I'm over here. She was freaking out because her tail would hit the fly swatter that's on the ground, and it was making her like something was going on. Okay, there we go. Anyway, so I was watching the Scottsdale or the Scott. Yeah, in Scottsdale, they had the the Phoenix Open, uh, Waste Management Phoenix Open. All the rain, all the drinking. You realize that they actually, Samantha. Thank you so much for the stars. I appreciate that a lot. That does help support the show. So thank you guys. Um, they actually had. They had actually served a million drinks, a million servings of alcohol by 2 p.m. on Saturday, and they shut down all the alcohol. And the whole stadium of things, it was actually very entertaining because you got to see people participating in sports in a way that seems like sports should be, where people are actually entertained. But then some of the golfers who actually had bad attitudes barked at the spectators and did not like their comments. Well, as a guy who goes up and does a lot of public speaking and puts myself out there a lot, you got to have a little thicker skin in that. Not that you don't want to internalize it, not that you don't want to complain, but at the same time, be careful. You just, someone's going to catch you on camera, you're going to get your ego involved, and all that stuff. But I will tell you, we had a great big golf outing in Scottsdale, Arizona, which again, I think, would have been a great event to go to because the participants were, was the audience. Not the, not the golfers. The participants were the spectators. They were involved. They threw their empty beer cans out. The guy made a hole-in-one. They showered the whole place with beer and beer cans, and the guy gets a hole-in-one on the 16. It was entertaining as all get out. It was fun because people were participating. It wasn't everybody sitting in their, their little seat with their elbows tucked in because their seats are too small, and they're all trying to sit there and cheer on their team. And, uh, hey, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? Hey, oh, everybody... There you go. I put it in my cup holder, guys. We got to take. We got to change this atmosphere. We got to change what we think these sports are need to be. We need to change it ourselves. Create the parallel economy. Create the identity that we want to be. We don't put energy into them. They don't have energy. We don't put power into them. They don't have power. You see how this simply works for us, but we don't. We don't think of that we have power when we can literally just walk away. Think of the movie Monsters Inc. They told you the whole time terror and screaming and crying was what powered their city. But at the very end, they told you that happiness, giggling, fun was the greatest power of them all. Uh, it won't end until we stop going to the games. Debbie Muniz, you're actually right on that. Uh, Tanya Price, good to see you. Thank you so much for being here. But again, this is where we have to start looking inside of ourselves and say, well, okay, well, let's go do something different. You guys, I mean... I go and I played rugby till I was 45, and I will tell you it's probably one of the honest, most honest games that are out there. There's, I mean, I there's some little tricks here and there, but there you just really can't cheat them. the The ball forward, the ball forward is is not doesn't work. The ball backwards is how it's done. Blah 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 blah. These are all parts of how cool rugby rugby can be. But I think that soccer can be tainted. I think soccer's a horrible game. It's a long, long game for not a lot of scoring. Um, like, you know, you really don't feel like you, you know you could watch an entire game and the final score is zero to zero. 
Well, what did you watch for 80 minutes? Nothing, right? So anyway, these are things to think about, but we can do it differently. We can be a part of the answer and start thinking about things differently. And again, this is the perspective and perception, the angle in which you look at it and how you process it. That's how we do this, guys. Let's not worry about whether it's a Satan bowl. Let's not worry about whether the Masonic guys, whether it's, you know, Masons are not a secret society. We talk about them all the time, but we don't talk about the skull and crossbones. We don't talk about Bohemian Grove. We don't talk about the Baal worshipers. We don't talk about Hillary Clinton. We don't talk about being Arkansas or Arkansas. We don't talk about all this stuff. Why? Oh, we'll talk about the Super Bowl until our eyes fall out. But no, no, we can't talk about all this other stuff that's really out there that really shows you. What about Uranium One? What about Benghazi? What about Nord Stream? I mean, hello? But again, this is the process we have to go through, guys. This is where we get we don't suck into their what they're trying to show you. Pull back and go, what are you showing me? And that's how you change it. That's how you become different. That's the difference maker right there. So when we run around and we say all these things and we think we got all the answers, again, I don't have all the answers, and I'm, I study this stuff all the time. I mean, I'm still going through and, and working on some of the, the Putin interview last week, and I do believe that Putin was putting a lot of people on notice that he has their card and knows what's going on and talking to the CIA and the NSA and, and FBI and all these other agencies out there blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline, creating the chaos that's going on in Ukraine where he said there are American soldiers on the ground in Ukraine. That's not what your president will say. That's not what your congressman will say. That's not what the military State Department uh, you know, presser will say. Kazarian Mafia, we're not talking about that. Uh, Jill says uh, Epstein didn't kill himself. Oh, absolutely not, he did not kill himself. That it, We know that to be factually true, that J- Epstein did not kill himself. But remember, there have been people come out to say that we will probably hear from Epstein himself this year. Now, does that mean it's a recording? Does that mean it's going to be him in person? Uh, I give it about 100% uh, happening, but I don't know whether it's going to be Memorex or live. Remember those old commercials back in the 80s? Is it live or is it Memorex? That was a whole thing, right? I completely get you playing Ruby Jim, uh, your attitude, spirit, and high energy. Awesome. Thank you, Edward. Appreciate that. Guys, this is where we make everything different, right? This is how we do things differently. Remember, go to MyDailyNaturals.com. Get your basic cell function package ordered. Get yourself going on the right direction. Get the dis-ease in your body to stop messing with the emotions and the depression in your head. That's where that comes from. That basic cell function helps with that. If you guys are wanting the mushrooms, I know a bunch of you guys have ordered those. Please remind me or please contact me if you want to reorder. Uh, I know that I'm using them every day. I use them twice a day, and I will tell you that I have seen a functional difference in me. Uh, I have seen a lot of things going on, and I, I'm actually working with this, the with my guy, and I think I'm going to be doing some concentrates. There's going to be some things I think I'm going to work with him on. I really want to talk to him and expand, but he is in such a rush to want to be able to get this bioavailable mushroom to you guys. Right now, it's an, an alcohol tincture, and we're working on the tinctures. We're working on the alcohol content, trying to lower that down, trying to get to an MCT oil, trying to get to a gummy, but this is why we have to do this differently, guys, because mushrooms can be unstable, in a wet or a moist environment, and they can actually, you know, go bad on you. So this is where we have to balance this. The alcohol suspends the mushrooms and, and makes them inert so that your body can then absorb them. If they were in water, they would take over the water. They would change. Uh, I'm going through – I have a science experiment I'm doing upstairs with a plant. Uh, I had a, um, a piece of a plant that I put into a water uh, – just into a vase, a clear glass vase, put water in there initially – then I saw the water was turning color, so I put a piece of copper in it, or the water cleared up and went clear. 
And then when I got my mushroom dirt, I put a, a scoop of mushroom in there, and now I'm watching the mushrooms change the plant and the water, and I'm watching this plant come alive in ways I've just, it's a, I'm amazed by this. So, guys, mushrooms are an essential part of you. You guys should be eating a pound, at least a pound of mushrooms a month. And I know that sounds like a lot, but you're more bioidentical to a mushroom than you are an ape. So stop following the science that you've been told that's absolutely dead wrong. And we know that because follow the money in science, follow the money in football, follow the money in the military, follow the money in your congressman, follow the money, right? Uh, oh, by the way, John Kennedy, thank you so much for your donation. John Kennedy sent his monthly donation on Friday. So thank you so much for that, John. That is an essential part of what keeps this show going, guys. If you guys would please donate to the show as often as possible. Uh, just like Samantha, she sent stars. Other people send direct donations. Uh, they all work, but guys, if you send donations to me, it helps keep the lights on and the internet going and keeps me traveling. This Friday, I will be the keynote speaker on Saturday. I'm flying out Friday morning. Uh, I'll be the keynote speaker on Saturday in Chicago. This is a, a big step for me in a lot of these events I've been speaking at. Uh, I will be there in Chicago in O'Shaw Town uh, doing my speaking. And I will be broadcasting it live on my, uh, on my restream. So you guys should be able to watch the entire event all day on Saturday. And I'll be speaking in the afternoon, evening. Uh, I haven't seen the schedule exactly when I go up. But I will be, I'll be up on the stage several times throughout the day. But I'll be closing out the event. And so, guys, if you guys want to help with the show and do things like that, that's where uh, you guys can step up. So thank you so much, Matt. Uh, shall I contact you? Supplements, nutrients. Thank you, sir. Oh, Edward, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, get a hold of me. Uh, message me on whatever. And a lot of you guys got my cell phone number, so you can just text me, and uh, that would be great. All right, guys, I'm going to get out of here. Uh, remember the 10% we do for our neighbor, community, city, county, state, the federal government. The more you do for them, the less they have to do for you. Learn how to be selfless. And not so damn selfish, there will be a far, far better place. And guys, I say that because I mean it, and I want you guys to stand up for yourself and be the right people. Remember, hold the line, hold fast, do not give up, do not give in, we will win. I promise I'll make promise I can't keep, guys. You've always been the answer out there. Remember, the Constitution limits the government, but never limits you. Go back to the original contract of America, then that was actually put together by your founding fathers. Remember, though, the Bill of Rights was actually established 2,500 years prior to our constitution the bill of rights was actually a part of other countries and we just duplicated it where human rights and no slavery and all that stuff existed devin munez thank you so much have a blessed day to you as well thank you so much for being here and uh I, that's it for me guys it's been fantastic i'm jim price at jim price show daily update you guys will be good to each other out there and i will see you tomorrow bye bye